This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. It's the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book, with me, Nigel Seeley, your host. And I'm joined by our senior ATP call handicapper. Four, because we were in Sean Calvert. We're joined on a Wednesday. This is a new day for us. We've said you usually do a Thursday, but we're now moving to a Wednesday. So you're going to have action on the ATB Tour on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Sorry, that's wrong. Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Monday as now. well. No, I was just, I could see Sean's face there thinking, oh, I've got to do another day. And it's actually Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday now. So we move to Thursday to the Wednesday. So make a note in your diaries. Uh, Sean, how are you, mate? I, apart from giving you a massive panic attack there when I thought you, <laughs> thought you had to do a, another day. Uh, you good? Oh, well, you got a t-shirt on this morning. You're all this weather. It's not great, is it? But as I said to you before the show, I, I work in a kind of garden studio. Obviously, it's wooden, so it's um, it keeps the heat in, in the summer. So it's, it's basically too hot in the summer, and in the winter, it's freezing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's warm in here, so I'm all right. Very, very brave man. I have uh, a shirt, a jumper. This is August. It's not that cold, is it? It's not that cold. There is rain lashing onto my uh, window here. It's chilly. It's about 62 degrees. I don't know I don't know what that is. In... What's that in real money? About 15? About, yeah, 16 or something like that. It's absolutely, this is this is dreadful. I can't take, I can't go out. It's wet everywhere and windy and blowy. 35 mile hour gusts. And this is, and it, we're saying the whole world is on a, on a meltdown, and I this, think we're this... getting it a little bit later, sort of end of August, aren't we? This this supposedly hot weather. Well, we'll see. I, our hot, we how how hot day? We'll have a hot day. Anyway, yeah, we'll be moaning it'll be about, about forty degrees, and it yeah, miles too hot. We'll be moaning about the heat next week. So anyway, it's just uh, look at this layers of jackets. I went out last night to watch a comedian. I had a jacket, hat in August. Insane. Was he any good though? That's that's that that's the he, question. Was he any he good? Was very very good. But the, some of the material I'll have to tell you after the podcast. Some of okay. the jokes I'll have to tell you after the podcast. Uh, There's a lot very, of adult-rated content in this show at the minute, isn't there? What with all the stuff going on in the Reaper Barn and your your nights at the comedy club, there's all sorts going on. I can't I can't even give you one of of okay. the. Of, let's move of, on then of, of the jokes. <laughs> they, were that, they were that bad. Uh, anyway, let's have let's go on. Um, hasn't been a good couple of days for us. We have to admit that first. We're on a bit of a, a bad run on our match bets, and both of our outright picks uh, in Washington and obviously in Kitzbühel have, have departed early doors in the first round. So not really ideal on that, Sean, but we're still no. showing some profit, 5.88 units up for the year, which is about 4% return of your money, and there's still lots of tennis to come. Um, just before we go on to tomorrow's matches, obviously we've, we've lost quarter and we lost uh, Laovic. Um, is there anyone on the, the outright markets, in particular in Washington or Las Cabas, that uh, you may have seen? I think you know, they're, they're playing quite well and going under the radar or something you might be looking at in the, on the future markets, or you haven't really bothered? I've had a little. I mean, the obvious one to take place of Corder would be Tierfo. Right. Um, he's This is his home tournament, Washington, D.C. used to go there as a kid. 
um obviously highly motivated the, the thing that put me was well, two things that put me off back in tier four right really one he's got a poor record against Corder, who we won't have to play now anyway um and the second one is his record here isn't particularly good i think he's six six win loss or something like that it's some, it, that that's roughly his record anyway uh struggled quite a bit with the pressure here maybe maybe things will be different this year he's a bit of a different player now um he's the obvious one he's he's the one that's obviously going to be high highly motivated um, out of everybody in in the tournament, so now that Cord has departed, you would you would be looking at, or I would be looking at TFO to replace him. But it was another strange one from Cordery. He, he he went five from twenty four on breakpoint chances, failed in on nineteen breakpoint opportunities, served at just forty eight percent, and he had a medical timeout for a leg issue, scored more points in the match and lost. So <laughs> that's that's kind of how it's been going at the outrights. Yeah, We've been getting a couple of semi finalists that have sort of lost in the in the semis and the next week a couple of have lost in the first round it's not it's high variant stuff anyway the outrights but yeah we're not having a much luck on the outrights this season to be honest no not that good but uh still in profit and that's the main thing and it's all about winning here and i'm sure you will win if you follow this podcast and these shows here but not to the amounts that we must admit that we would be quite happy with anyway let's move on to uh, tonight we might as well start with that match uh, francis tfo you, you mentioned him there he's plus 550 to win this tournament he's the tournament's second favorite behind mm. taylor fritz a lot of reasons to like him on the outright market There's, you know I, I think that um it'll give fritz a good game here if they match here if they if they meet up and um you know with the record you said here in his Hometown tournament motivation as well, and the route through now without with quarter out the draw. That plus five fifty will be very, very tempted by a, a lot of people. Be very popular with a lot of uh, betters stakeside with Bet Rivers. But let's have a look at his match. He start. He plays against Junjing uh, Zhang. Uh, TFO is a very heavy favourite here at minus three sixty. Uh, Zhang is plus two seventy. The spread is three and a half. Uh, Zhang receives three and a half with a uh, plus one hundred six, and the total is twenty two and a half. They have met once before. In this year's Australian Open, and TFO won it very, very easy. 6-4, Zhang, though, knocked out Ben Shelton uh, in the first round. I played in running on that match. I bet Ben Shelton. And uh, I think we might have got a little bit carried away with Ben Shelton. I, I, was, I thought he might be a, a next big mm. thing, but um, not quite sure at the moment. But Zhang has did all right in qualification. He's come through two matches in qualification, and he also come through two matches on the main, main draw. So he's... 4-0, beaten by Nishi, Nishikori last week in Atlanta. So he's playing well, uh, but he's up against uh, TFO, who's in motivated and in good form as well. Yeah, they're, they're training buddies, Shang and, and Nishikori. They both train at the IMG uh, Academy in Florida. They both have the same coach, Dante Patini, so they would have known a lot about each other. Um, a lot of people might not know a lot about Shang. Uh, aggressive left-hander, likes to attack. Had a bit of a issue with glandular fever, or mono, as it's known as. Um, at the start of the year, set him back a bit, but now he's back fit again. Apparently, his nickname's Jerry, from you know, as in the mouse off Tom and Jerry. So I'm told. Not sure what that's all about, but there you go. Um, as you say, he's beaten Ben Shelton uh, twice in back-to-back weeks now, hasn't he? Beat him at Atlanta, beat him here. I think just touching on Shelton, I think he's just trying to play the same way, time after time. It doesn't seem to have any variation, and if if it's not working, he doesn't seem to be able or willing to change things. He just keeps doing the same thing, hoping it's going to somehow change the course of the match. And it, it isn't really working for him at the minute. I think he needs to, to have a look at his uh, game. He's pl- play with a little bit more margin. He's just, I think he goes for too much a lot of the time, Shelton. Um, he's got some, got some decent um, power on him, Shang. Um, not particularly off the serve though. I think that's 
perhaps what's holding him back at the minute. Um, as you said, TFO won pretty comfortably at the Australian Open. Um, the odds then, though, TFO was uh, 1.14 minus 714 chance that day. Now he's roughly 1.28 minus 357. So his, his price has kind of doubled TFO. So that shows you the improvement that Shang's made uh, in recent times. But it's, it's difficult for me to to fancy Shang to win it. He might give TFO a decent match, but I can't see him winning. I think it's just TFO for me. I can't mm. I can't come with any real value bet here. I just think TFO will win it, but Shang might have his moments because he does have a, a quite an attractive, aggressive game, as you saw yourself yesterday. Yeah, I think the with the TFO advice here is that he, he, we expect him to win here. We wouldn't bet him at minus 360, but certainly a plus 550 to win the tournament when you consider the draw is opened up in that bottom half with obviously the departure of Sebastian Corda and obviously the form of Felix Auger Aliasim, who's in that bottom half of the draw. Uh, it, it was certainly the weaker section of the draw, I, I thought. Herkash has also uh, gone from the draw in the top half as well. So it's looking like a, a draw that's mapped out. Dimitrov Fritz. was good as well, though. That's that. That's the other thing. Sorry to just yeah, sure. put in there, mate. I think Dimitrov is... It's, well, we're going to talk about him in a second, so we'll we'll come on to that in a minute. Well, we, you, 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 when we talk about Dimitri, just go into the match. We'll go into the match as well at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I like McDonald's yesterday to uh, to beat Jim, Dimitri. I actually bet him to win the first set, McDonald. That, unlucky again with that. 7-6 uh, ended up, didn't it, to um, to Jim Choff. Very tight tie-breaking. It was 8-6. Um, I think the range just, the range just started here as well. So, um so yeah, it, but he played well, very very well. Dimitrov, um, McDonald threw absolutely everything at him in that first set, and and Dimitrov, considering it was his first match, coming back uh, from from the grass at Wimbledon, I, I thought it was really impressive. And we'll talk about his match next, but um, and, and he has a decent record against TFO as well. So I think Dimitrov could be another one to to add into your um, thoughts as far as the outright's concerned. Yeah, I'll get you the price on Dimitrov in a second to win the tournament. But let's have a look at that match. He's up against Emil, Emil Ruzovori. Dimitrov is minus 265. Ruzovori is plus 205. The spread here is minus two and a half. It's minus 165. Ruzovori plus two and a half, plus 125. And the total is 22 and a half. If you look at the head-to-head between the two of them, they've met twice before, both this year. Uh, once at Queen's Club uh, and on the grass, Dimitrov won 6264 in a very one-sided match. And at the French Open on clay, which isn't Dimitrov's favourite service, it isn't Ruzovoy's either, Dimitrov won that as well without dropping a set. So he's played twice before, both this year, five sets to zero to Dimitrov. And in the last match they played, which was the best of three sets, the handicap was six here. So I, you know, the way Dimitrov has played this week, not only is he a bet probably to put in a parlay at minus 265, I, I expect him to beat Ruzovoy fairly comfortably. But the spread here, minus two and a half, it's um, minus 165, or even maybe go up one, uh, minus three and a half at plus money, would entice me into having a wager. Because I, I think Ruzavori is probably a little bit of a fade for the for the last couple of weeks. I think the thing with Dimitrov is he's always been fitness. You know, his, his record, well, I say, I say always been, always been in the last sort of five years or so, um, is fitness. But he, he looks fit at the minute. I, as I said, I expected him to be challenged by Mackenzie McDonald, and he, he certainly was in the first set. There was nothing in that could have gone either way. And then McDonald, I think mentally, he just realised that, <clears throat> excuse me, mentally he just realised that um, he'd thrown everything, his best tennis at Dimitrov, and it wasn't good enough. So he, he kind of down tools a little bit in the, in the second set. Um, talking about fitness, Rusevore is another one for me that looks dodgy in the heat. Mm. Um, he had the doctor out again, uh, um, 
yesterday in his three-set win over Nishioka. Another match, by the way, that Rusevoy should have won in straight sets, gave up a lead, as he so often does, Rusevoy. I think he was 5-2 up in the first set tiebreak there, ended up losing it and having to go three. So it's not helping him, Rusevoy, this this habit he has of not being able to close out sets. Um, as you said, they met at Queen's Club. Dimitrov was a one, um, 1.85, as big as 1.85 priced up to win that match. That's a minus 118 in American. Now he's 1.38, minus 263 against the same guy, admittedly on a different surface, only a month or so apart. So, I mean, I think Dimitrov, for me, at that price is is very, very short. But if you look at the, the stats of the head-to-head, two meetings, as you said, grass and clay. Uh, in terms of the service points, one return points, one tells Dimitrov 112, Rusevoy uh, 88. And out of those stats, the key thing that I picked up is that Dimitrov has won a huge 46% of the return points. And consequently, Rusevoy has only held serve 64% of the time. So the Rusevoy delivery is is giving him nothing, really. It's, it's giving Dimitrov no problems. He's getting not, not getting enough out of his serve, Rusevoy. Um, the thing that would put me off Dimitrov on the handicap is, as I say, fitness is one thing. The other thing is he's, he's only won one of his last eight matches in Washington, D.C. in straight sets. And that was the one against McDonald yesterday where he, he could have dropped the opening set. Um, I'm actually leaning towards 2-1 here to Dimitrov at plus 260. I think I, I'm with you in the sense that I think he wins it, but I think Rusevori on his best form, I think he has been troubled a bit by an elbow injury lately, Rusevori. His best tennis is, is good enough to win his set, but I'm not sure it's good enough to win the match. So that's perhaps a value play that I'd be looking at in this one. And these aren't official picks. I know a few of you have tweeted us and asked for the official picks. Sometimes we we only have a certain amount of time to record this and, and we don't have the time to recap the, the official picks at the end of the show. But what we'll do is we'll recap the ones that are official picks that go into that record at plus 588 uh, units up so far at the end of the show here. We'll have enough time on this one because there isn't. it's very difficult with three tournaments and outright markets to, to be able to get everything in. So no official pick there, but a lean for sure for Francis, uh, T- sorry, Dimitrov to win the 2-1. I'm going to go for Dimitrov minus two and a half. So hopefully we can both cash a, a, a final set, six love win for Dimitrov or six one win to Dimitrov. Gets Wouldn't us, surprise me. Yeah, gets us both in the in the winner's circle. So that's what we would like there. I just did a couple of little bits here. These matches start are tomorrow, but we don't know the order of play yet. You head to the Bet Rivers website. There's going to be about 30 different markets on these matches, many props, uh, lots of different betting opportunities, and you can live stream the matches as well. We don't know the order of play, but 12 p.m. Eastern time, they will be starting, and uh, these matches will feature throughout the day. Uh, also, you we've got a new uh, YouTube channel. I've mentioned it a few times here, and I know we seem to get a lot of people watching these shows compared to the subscribers that we have on the YouTube channel. Please subscribe on the YouTube channel. It means a lot to us to subscribe. Uh, we have to get some more subscribers, and we want you to be able to, to get an alert and j- enjoy the stuff. And also give us a comment if there's anything you like or anything you dislike, or any questions you may have. Uh, you can always tweet us at Because We Win, and we're happy to answer your questions on the show. Okay, uh, let's move across now from Washington to Mexico. And uh, when we did our when we did our um, little um, planning for uh, for this year, where the tournaments we're going to go to. There's we made we made some big mistakes. I mean, to go both of us to go to Hamburg was a was a huge mistake when you consider Croatia was on the doorstep. And that was my Cap- second choice. I did oh. choose Umag first, but I got I got poo pooed by um, Natasha's work schedule. That's why I think that's why I ended up going to Hamburg. 
Well, and it, Los Cabos is one that I, I I quite like the look of as well. Well, they've moved. I tell you what, you could do because this this is this is a bit of you because they've they've changed it next year. Oh, yeah. They've moved they've moved Los Cabos in the schedule to February to be next to Acapulco. So you could do Acapulco and Los Cabos back to back weeks. Going loco down there, mate. The, uh, it's uh, it's I, February. Yeah, February. Oh. And it'll be great. It'll be absolutely. I would love to do that, but I think it's just logistically, it's. I'd never get away with it because I'd be going to Indian Wells like a couple of weeks later. I'd I'd never hear the end of it. My life wouldn't be worth living. Well, I, I've I've always got my annual Dubai trip, which I've uh, I, I love Dubai, so I, I'm going to Dubai. And I was thinking of going to see visit my friends and the people I met in the World Cup before to Dubai. So Los Cabos may have to wait. Options, until, plenty of oh, options. Unbelievable option, but one option will not be on the list next year is Hamburg. I've that seen it, done it. That that's uh, that's definitely yeah. off, the, off the list. Uh, I've done it now as well. Yeah, that's yeah, finished. That's yesterday's. Uh, let's move on to Les Cobos. We got uh, cables. These matches are tonight, so we have got three matches tonight. Now, obviously, on the graphic here, we've got them in a different order of the time order, but we'll do them in time order. The first match we are going to have this evening is nine p.m. start. It's Don, Dominic Kopfer. He's two tall, two pretty tall veterans, really. James Duckworth. I mean, I've watched James Duckworth play on grass at Wimbledon and Queen's Club and all the grass courts on it probably about the last 15 years. It's amazing how he still keeps going, but this guy's... He's only some... 31. He was, he, was he, what was he, 16? When he... Mate, I, <laughs> I, I probably saw him at Queen's Club. I'm guessing, I'm guessing 12 years ago. Well, my, my, my son would have been about five. Yeah, yeah I've, possibly. I've... He's 31 now, so yeah. Yeah, not he's... that old. Yeah, but he's been around a long, and he was always a good player to bet on the grass. He would always be a nice price. I saw him play. I tell you, I tell you match I see him play. I saw him beat Thomas Burdich at Queens Club. That's how okay. long ago that was, and he beat. And he was he was a big price. And I was with my brother, and we bet uh, James Duckworth to beat Thomas Burdich. Uh, check it out. I'm sure that's the match. Um, I'll check it out in a minute when uh, when we when we, you break give me this a breakdown. But anyway, James Duckworth is up against Kopfer here. Uh, James Duckworth has been playing a lot of hard court tennis this year. He's played 39 matches compared to Dominic Kopfer, who's only played the six on the tour. Uh, the last time they met, and the only time they met was at 2022 last year. Duckworth won uh, in Atlanta. Uh, if you look at the rankings between the two of them, Kopfer is uh, obviously slightly higher. And he comes in after making the quarterfinals in Atlanta last week, whereas Duckworth has been playing a lot of low-level tournaments. And when he gets into a main draw nowadays, he usually gets beat in the first round. But uh, the odds here, I think, are quite interesting. Um, Kopfer is minus 177. James Duckworth is plus 140. The match starts at 9 p.m. And there's a whole host of props and markets, currently 29 of them available on the Bet Rivers website. Um do you think the tall veteran Duckworth at 31 has got a chance against Kopfer or the was Kopfer's big serve gonna uh, gonna get the better of this one? I think there's a few interesting stats in this match um that lean me towards thinking that Kopfer is too short here. Um the first one is that James Duckworth has won his last 13 matches in a row against left-handers. Well wow. Kopfer is obviously a left-hander. Um at all levels, that is. So he's clearly got no problem with left-handers, quite the opposite. If you look at the main level matches he's played against left-handers, he's either won the match or won a set in eight of his last 10. So that's pretty good form as well against against left-handed players. He also beat this opponent, Dominic Kopfer, this time last year in Atlanta in three sets. Um, Duckworth was, was favourite for that match, actually. Uh, 1.73 minus 137 favourite that day, Duckworth. And now he's um, a 2 point four-ish plus 140 underdog. Mm. So that immediately gets me thinking that the prices aren't quite right. I know Duckworth's had a struggle 
they both had they both had a lot of struggles actually with injuries over the past twelve months. But both of them, Duckworth, Duckworth was, was top fifty about a year or so ago. Um, then he had another injury, real bad injury. And he's had to kind of come back through the challenges and kind of battle his way up. He seems to be kind of winning that battle at the minute. Um, and a battle is what I expect this match to be on on the on the slow courts. The other thing that makes me think Copper is too short. If you look at the last ten main level matches, both of these guys have played on outdoor hard. Their stats are exactly the same. Both 5-5 five, five win loss, both with their service points, one return points, one total of 98. So there's nothing to split them between on the stats. Um, as I said, Duckworth's got a great record against left-handers. This, to me, Kopfer's coming back from his own injury problems. Um, this has a real feel of a, a long, tough battle in the heat and, and survival of the fittest about it to me. It's, it's very hot and humid out there uh, in Los Cabos. Over two and a half sets here is my players plus 132 chance for Bet Rivers, or it was earlier. Um, I, I can't see Kopf for winning that easy. I think it's going to be, if he's going to win it, it's going to be long. I like the total games as well. So we come, I, I always sort of tra- tra- traditionally play the total games rather than the total sets. And I've noticed with you, yourself, Sean, over the years, you, you would opt for the, the sets rather than the total games. Is there any particular reason for that? Or It depends. I'll, I'll come on to the Jerry match in a minute, which I'll probably lean on over games. But it, it, I just feel like this is a match where They'll both have a good set each and it'll, it'll come down right down to the wire for them to win it. Over games, I would tend to be looking at for maybe big service guys that don't return particularly well. Maybe two longish sets like a 7-6, 7-5 or 7-6-6-4. That's the kind of thing that I'd be generally be looking at for over games. Over sets, I, I tend to feel like something's really finely balanced and it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to go the full distance. Yeah, and uh, there is 29 different markets, including the market that uh, Sean likes there over Two and a half sets in the market I like on a total game, which is over 22 and a half at minus 113. So lots of action there. It's a 9 p.m. start this evening in Mexico, Eastern time. So 9 p.m. this evening. So you've got plenty of time to head to the Bet Rivers website and place that bet. And is that going to be a, an official pick, that one? That, yeah, that's the one official pick for today. So we've only got the one official pick today. So if you're watching this show, there is just one official play today on the five matches we're previewing, and that is Kopfer against Duckworth. We are going for over... Uh, two and a half sets, which is plus 132 with Bet Rivers. That is our only play for today. Uh, let's move on to the next match. And before we move on, I've just done the little while you're there, I've done the Google for Burditch against Duckworth. My memory isn't that great because I know we bet Duckworth. I thought he won, but he actually lost. It was three, two sets to <laughs> one, but it was a real long match. I think we, it was one of them games we had chances. And um, he lost uh, to Thomas Burditch, and it was 2014. So Nine years ago, I thought it was about 10 years ago. I was trying to work out the age of my kids. So that's how, that's how when you get old now, you work out things, how old you were with the children. That's how I remember things. But uh, yeah, so that was the match. But unfortunately, my memory of the match was correct, but my memory of winning the bet, winning the bet wasn't correct. It shows, shows you what betters are like, didn't it, Sean? We, all, we never, we forget all the losers. Yeah. You probably do. Well, you probably, you probably, probably. I, I don't know. I, I, can, I can recall quite a few. Well, anyway, I, uh, I that was in 2014. Thomas Burditch should have should have lost against Duckworth. Duckworth should have won that match. I thought I was there and I thought he won. But uh, you would point. expect, knowing Thomas Burditch, you would expect him to lose that sort of match. But so that's probably what you were thinking. You probably thought oh, Burditch threw it away again. But 
Obviously, well, he didn't. We bet him. I know. I know we bet him, and, I, and then we we had a few cheers, so he must have had a chance. But we also had a few beers as well, so that's probably why we thought that uh, we, it was the other way around. Anyway, let's move on to the the match you mentioned there. We're going to we're going to go in a funny order here. We're going to go into the match at eleven forty p.m. The only reason I'm going to go there is because you mentioned it a little bit there in in your in your conversation in the last match. It's Brower against Nicholas Jarry. Now this one here just looks like it's going to be an epic. Um, I, I, what? I can't believe the line I've just seen it. Anyway, uh, Nicholas Jarry here is uh, minus 375. Brower is plus 285. The spread is three and a half. Uh, Jarry is uh, minus 132. Brower is plus 104. Now, a couple of months ago, we did a Jarry match where the total games were pitched at 25 and a half or 26 and a half or something ridiculously high against Stefanos Tsitsipas. And yeah. we we at the time we spoke about Jarry and and how good he was. He, this match this is a this is a match where Jarry's a big server, Browell's a big big server. The conditions are they, they, they're not fast, but they're not slow. They're either. Sort of slow to medium at best, yeah. I think. But the the total games here line is twenty two and a half. If over the the dog at even money, yeah, that that's to what me I've got looks down that, that to me looks very low. I was expecting to see twenty four and a half here minimum. I'm surprised by that. Really surprised by that. I think the layers here are just thinking that Jarry's going to win this pretty easy. I think that's Ooh. that's the reason. Um, if we look at Jarry against left-handers, he hasn't he hasn't played that many at main level on on hard courts. Most of his matches against lefties have come on clay, but he's he's played three main level matches against left-handers, and he's played four tie-break sets in those three matches, uh, which perhaps comes as, as no surprise. Jarry's last ten main level matches on outdoor hard. He's only broken serve 10% of the time, winning just 31% of return points. So he's, he's not he's not really changed much um, from the sort of the guy that we kind of stereotype him as, which is a, a big server, big hitter, um, not, not so great on return. Um, the stats are still suggesting that that's the case. Um, now, Brauver is... He's, He's not top class, but he's 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 not that easy to put away. His stats are very very respectable, actually. At twenty in twenty twenty three at main level, away from clay, he's five and five win loss, and his service points one return points one total is one hundred and one. He's played some very decent matches. Um, has Browver the fact that he's a left hander as well, something that Jerry's not that familiar with playing on on um, on hard courts, and he certainly hasn't put them away easily. He certainly hasn't been putting them away under twenty two and a half games. So. I just feel like this is a this is a, an opportunity, a, a reasonable chance if you want to take it um, to back Jerry on the overs. The slight worry is the fact that this court isn't particularly quick. That's perhaps another another reason why it's a slightly lower total. But even so, I think that's that's probably the play if you're having a bet on that one. Well, I'm going to do something I don't think I usually do because I usually let you get the tips. But I'm I'm going to get involved in this. I'm going to play the uh, I'm going to play a, a unit myself on the over twenty two and a half at evens. So I'm going to put that yeah. in as an official pick, okay. only because I, I I don't look at these odds as much as you do, yeah. But I have a rough idea in my head what I think it should be, and I never look at the odds until you give me your argument, and then I try to decide whether I'm going to be with you. Ninety nine percent of the chance I'm always with you, and something I've got an open mind listening to you and listening to your your judgment call. But when I look at the matches, sometimes I see 21 and a half or 22 and expect, sometimes I see handicapped at two and a half, I expect that. But honestly, I was expecting this to be probably nearer 24 and a half. I, 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 you know, Brower is, what I've seen from him is he's a big server. He's, he doesn't have much of a game, but his serve is, is impressive. And Jerry, obviously, matches we know are always pitched high. You know, the fact that he's a left-hander, it may, I think it'll be awkward for Jerry as well. Yeah. So I'm going to make this play. So I'm going to go over 22 and up, especially with it being the, the outsider. 
I mean, sometimes when you see lines at 22 and a half and you, you think, oh, you've got to be over there, you might have to pay a, a premium, so like a minus 130 or something yeah. like that. But it's it's the fact, it's the underdog. Uh, I don't see many people rushing to bet the under think, 22 and a half. Yeah, the layers, they, they clearly don't like Bravo. They don't fancy his chances much in this one by the look of it. Well, I disagree. We're going to go for an official pick from me over 22 and a half. A lot of people, they'll be fading that now automatically. It's an auto fade. They'll be like, oh, no, I'm not listening to them. We're only listening to Sean. But uh, my rule of thumb is that I have a tissue in a head, which price I think it should be. And then obviously I break it back and see if I'm right or wrong. On this occasion, I think 22 that's, and a half. That's bet, isn't it? If, if, if you think if you think something's value, then, then that's a bet, right? Yeah, 100%. So yeah, I'm in. So... I'm all in. Um, the final match we're going to talk about is at twenty past ten local time, and it's Alexander Kovacevic up against Cam Norrie. Uh, Cam Norrie is a heavy favourite here again, minus four thirty-five. I wouldn't be betting Cam Norrie with your money at minus four thirty-five. Alexander Kovacevic. I've seen this kid play a couple of times this this season, and I, I think he's got a big win in him at some stage. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's a world beater. But I think he's certainly got a win in him. The American, I think he's 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 got something about his game I quite like. I quite like his personality. I quite like his confidence. And this looks a, a tricky little match for Cam Norrie. He hasn't played since Wimbledon since he got beat by Christopher Eubanks in that shock result. Kovacevic has come through uh, the first round pretty unscathed after a first round defeat last time out in Newport against Jordan Thompson, which isn't that much of a... Uh, that's not a bad result considering Thompson's record on the uh, on the grass here. Uh, the spread here is four and a half. Kovacevic is minus 122. Cam Norrie giving up four and a half is minus 104. And the total, again, receives a little bit low. Um, over 21 and a half, minus 107. And under 21 and a half, minus 120. Uh, Cam Norrie mm, could hmm. be someone who's got through Wimbledon and had a lot of tennis, sort of playing it out for the rest of the season. Or do you think he's going to go on a little spurt and try to play well for the US Open? I, I'm not so sure. Well, he always goes well in Los Cabos. His, his record here is... Is outstanding, actually. Um, he's eleven and three, win yep. loss in Los Cabos, and his service points one return points one total in those fourteen matches is one hundred and seven, which is excellent. He breaks serve thirty five percent of the time in Los Cabos, winning forty three percent of the return points. Uh, he has mentioned numerous times that he loves the conditions here, slightly slower, um, hard court, quite bouncy. It's 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 perfect for his game, um, and that's kind of shown in his uh, performances here in Los Cabos. Um, looking further into his performance in Los Cabos, he's, Norrie's won by at least four, a four-game margin 10 times in those 14 matches. I, I, I think if if this was a situation where Norrie had had a, a match or or some sort of match practice, I think he'd beat Kovacevic pretty easy. The thing, the thing with Kovacevic is He's got a very flashy game. It's very attractive. It's very easy on the eye. Mm. Likes to go for it. Reminds me a bit of Shapovalov in some ways. Likes likes to go for his shots. But his rally tolerance isn't great. And against someone like Norrie on a slowish court, Norrie's just going to make him play an absolute ton of balls. It's just going to be one ball too many the whole time for Kovacevic, I should imagine. Um, I, I can't see Kovacevic blasting Norrie off the court, which is the, the kind of way that Kovacevic wins his matches by this all-out attack. Um, low margin stuff that he goes for. I'm, I was slightly tempted by Norrie minus four and a half games there at 1.97. The only thing that slightly puts me off is obviously Norrie's inactivity since Wimbledon, but he plays so, so well here as the stats suggest. It, it is perfect for Norrie. If I was betting on that match, I would I would be betting on Norrie to win that with, with something to spare, to be honest. 
Yeah, there you go. So that's uh, why I listened to Sean. My my first reaction there was... Uh, <laughs> I'm not <comments>. always right. <laughs> that's but for sure. I just, I, my, attitude, my theory was that Cam Norrie's obviously played a lot of tennis, disappointed in Wimbledon and might be thinking, you know what? I'm I'm pretty done for the year, but I don't, you know, sometimes players come in. I'm into... not sure he's that kind of character. I know there's a lot that are that kind of character, yeah. but I'm not sure he's one of them. He's 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 got where he's got to with really hard work. You know, he's not the most talented. He'll tell you that he's not he's not a, a Roger Federer or, or whatever. I think he just wins a lot of his matches and get has got to where he's got by just sheer guts and hard work and determination. That's that's my view on Cam Nori. So. They are the five matches. Remember, the ones in Mexico in Los Cabos are this evening. The first match starts at 9 p.m. and the last match is 11.40 p.m. Eastern time. And the two matches in Washington that we spoke about, Grigor Dimitrov and Francis TFO matches, are tomorrow. The order of play will be out later today uh, or maybe even early tomorrow morning. And the action starts there at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So you've got time to have a look at the Washington matches and you have a little bit tonight. Oscar Bush, you've got to make a move very quickly. So, Sean, give us your one official pick for us uh, for tomorrow's action or tonight's action. Yeah, I took the over two and a half sets in Kopf uh, against Duckworth. That's a 2.32 plus 132 chance of Bet Rivers. And I'm going to give you one as well. I'm going to go for over 22 and a half games. Rara against Jarry at even money. Uh, that's 11.40 p.m. My one starts and 9 p.m. Sean's pick starts as well. Uh, there's loads of action going on here on the Bet Rivers Network uh, here because we win on the Betting Weekly Studios. We have this fantastic YouTube channel, which I mentioned earlier. If you could please give us a follow on that on YouTube, subscribe, uh, hit the bell. You'll be alerted every time any bit of content drops. And there is loads of content coming your way. The European Soccer League start next week. It's the Charity Shield in the UK, England. Uh, we have Arsenal against Manchester City at the weekend and the Football League starts on ne- this week. Next week, we have all the European action starting up and the following week, it's going to be football crazy with so much content coming your way from the boys here at Because We Win. You can follow all that stuff by uh, downloading the podcast. Uh, you can download this podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, on your preferred podcast provider. And you can also give us a follow on our YouTube, on our, sorry, our Twitter page and our Instagram page. The Instagram's getting a little bit busy. We can see a little more, more followers there. We could do with a few more. I don't think... Uh, Kim Kardashian's got much to worry about just yet, Sean. But just, it's, our, it's our content from Hamburg that's done it. I think that was, yeah, you know, that was top draw. I think Kim Kardashian and David Beckham are absolutely quaking in their boots. Uh, but you can follow that because we win. That's the same handle for Instagram and the same handle for the Twitter. Okay, uh, enjoy uh, your day. Uh, good luck with our bets. Myself and Sean will be back on Sunday. So that's it for us. This week, uh, we'll be looking ahead to next week's uh, tennis action. Uh, a little bit later on tomorrow, sorry, tomorrow we'll have a world soccer show with uh, Steve Bish and RJ looking at all the lower leagues before the main action starts in Europe. So good luck with your bets. Uh, Sean, enjoy the weather. You're going to need to put, you're gonna come out of the back garden then, go right down into the main house. You're I've got to, to get, get the washing in now. Well, you've, got, you've got to get the washing in quick. So uh, the rain's coming down. Hopefully where you are, it's nice and dry. A good luck with your bets, and we'll speak to you again on Sunday. All the best.